Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the January 13th edition of the Ag Market Network. I'm Pat McClatchy. Uh, today's program is going to be led uh, by Gerald Nieper. Uh, Gerald will be joining our cotton panel made up of Dr. O.A. Cleveland, uh, Kip uh, Butts, and Dr. John Robinson. Uh, and uh, we look forward, uh, Gerald, to hear what you have to say about this cotton market. Well, thank you, Pat. Uh, gosh, I wish I could. You know, you would think that with a market that's going almost vertical, that uh, I'd have a lot to say. But right now, it's 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 kind of dead. You know, USDA's report came out Friday, and of course, January. Typically, in my memory, maybe somebody can correct me. We don't get a lot of weirdness. You know, there's just not doesn't seem to be historically a lot of changes. Uh, people were looking for a big cut in the U.S. crop uh, in January, driven primarily by the kind of a disastrous situation out there in West Texas. But, uh, you know, USDA only cut the U.S. crop 104,000 bales. Now, they did cut the uh, the Texas crop by an additional 200,000 bales. So that puts them a, four, a full 2 million bales below their, their August estimate, uh, if you can believe that. Um, so the Texas crop was down 200,000 bales. That was offset somewhat by a slight increase in the Mid-South, uh, 40,000 40, bales, a slight increase in the Southeast, up 75,000 bales. Very minor decrease in, in the far west of, of 15,000 bales and a small uh, uh, 4,000 bale decline in, in Pima production. Uh, so really nothing too exciting from the, uh, from the crop side. You know, they didn't change exports. They didn't do anything with, uh, with uh, domestic consumption. So, you know, the result was that inning stocks went down an additional 100,000 bales. So we're sitting at 5.4 million bales versus 4.85 million, you know, last year at this time. You know, even on the world stage, they did very little out here. Um, they reduced the, the Turkish crop by a couple hundred thousand bales. Australia, they took down 175,000 bales to 650,000. Uh, but, uh, uh, and uh, people feel like that one should really even come down even further down to below um, 500,000 bales at, at some point this year. Just uh, the, the fires, the devastation, the lack of water, that's uh, taken an unbelievable toll on, on that crop. Uh, Mali in West Africa was reduced 140,000 bales. Pakistan, an additional 100,000 bales. So all in all, uh, you know, you had a world crop that was, was reduced by 629,000 bales. Chinese imports were reduced by uh, by half a million bales. Um, they didn't do anything on the on the consumption side, but uh, I guess they just felt like you know China had enough free stocks inland that they did they were not going to need as many imports as, as originally thought. Um, Vietnam imports were reduced a hundred thousand bales, and they used that to justify um, or a reduction in domestic consumption in Vietnam by 100,000 bales was used to justify a reduction in imports by 100,000 bales. Uh, Uzbek exports were reduced by 200,000. <clears> the uh, the headline really seemed to be on, on USDA this month was was the fact that Uzbekistan was really has been shifting their focus to domestic spinning as opposed to exporting uh, as exporting raw cotton. 
<clears throat> so they're increasing their domestic consumption, reducing their exports. Uh, Mexican uh, imports were reduced to 100,000 bales, and Bangladeshi import or use was reduced by 100,000 bales. Um, I'm sorry, Mexico consumption was reduced by 50,000, and Bangladesh uh, use was reduced by by 50,000 bales. So you know, kind of a blah, you know, crop report. Um, I think you know early there's disappointment that the crop wasn't that the U.S. crop wasn't reduced by uh, you know more than a hundred thousand bales. I don't know that anybody was really that high. Oh wait, we spoke a little bit Friday before, or Thursday before the uh, uh, the crop numbers came out, and Oh wait was thinking maybe a hundred to three hundred thousand. So I'm not sure where this orig- this rumor originated that. Uh, you know, the U.S. crop, or at least Texas, could be reduced to another three-quarters of a million bales. But uh, um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of unhappy farmers out in West Texas. So, you know, I think these things just kind of build on themselves in terms of how bad they really are. And, you know, who knows? Maybe by the time it's all said and done, we'll see some additional cuts in, in Texas. But uh, for right now, not much. Anyway, the market reacted initially negative. And then it, you know, closed the day out, if you will, on Friday with a very strong, uh, with a very strong market. Um, and uh, you know, you keep thinking this thing should, should correct. Um, I think textile mills are getting to the point to where you know they're starting to stand aside more. Uh, not that they don't need to buy, but I just uh, I, I think that uh, they. You know, they're thinking this, this market needs to correct, and, and I think it does too. You know, today March has made it close to uh, 72 cents, and for a lot of folks that was a technical, uh, a, a technical target. So, you know, we're here at 72 cents. Do we turn around and, and, and correct somewhat and give, you know, some of these mills who didn't buy earlier, you know, a chance to buy now at, 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 now at some cheaper price after a correction? You know, if we correct, I can't see us go down very far. You know, maybe sixty-nine cents uh, to sixty-nine fifty, somewhere in that uh, that price range, and then uh, I think we're going to resume the trend higher. You know, um, March I think has got a. Uh, um, I feel like we've got a, a shot, a very good shot in the contract at somewhere around you know between seventy-five and seventy-seven cents. Getting through seventy-five cents is going to be tough, but uh, there is a small little gap in there uh, that uh, uh, this market likes to fill. Cotton does not like to leave gaps unfilled, um, so I think that there will be a, an opportunity for us to get up to the 75-cent area. Um, on the December side, you know, the uh, um, it's kind of interesting. Cotton grower came out with a with an acreage survey that was indicating about 12% lower in planted acres for this year. And I think that got people somewhat uh, uh, bulled up on, on new crop. Uh, December has been very, very strong. has been a very good uh, – uh, has been yanking really the, re- the rest of the market up. And um, the uh, I, think, I think we're going to be – I think I've got a target – I know I've got a target of close to 77 cents, somewhere between 76.80 and 77.20 on the December contract. Um, so, again, not a lot of news out there. Um, you know, the expectation that 
we've been working this for months. Hopefully this week, you know, finally we get everything signed on the phase one on December 15th. Uh, I think uh, Mr. Trump last uh, last week put a little bit of nervousness in the market when he says, yeah, I think we're going to sign it on the 15th, so, you know, somewhere in there. You know, this is after the Chinese have already made plans to be over here. I do think everything's going to get taken care of, though. I think uh, I, I think both countries are ready to, to try to work to move forward and to uh, 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 just get get the get all get a majority of this uncertainty out of the air. Um, Pat, I don't have a whole lot else to say unless anybody has some specific questions. Or please, John, OA, Kip, uh, please try to fill in any gaps that you. Uh, uh, that you think may have uh, that that I, glaring gap that I may have missed out there. All right, let's open it up for everybody. <clears throat> this is Kip. I don't think there are any gaps in that. I appreciate that overview you gave, Gerald. Uh, the January report was, as you said, just kind of a I won't say a, a yawner, but it was, as usual, it didn't provide a whole lot. There's one question I would like to bring, and you mentioned it. I think it's kind of important that Texas crop size. Maybe John can. Uh, John, do you, can you give us any insight on that? I think you're a whole lot closer to it than, than the rest of us are, but maybe you can give us <laughs> I'm some geographically news. closer, <laughs> but other than that, um, you know, it's, I really wasn't expecting, I was expecting 100 or 200,000. I was expecting kind of a tapering, a tapering of the trimming because the season, you know, the, the harvest season has been over and I'm, I'm guessing the ginning season is wrapped or is, is wrapping up there's it's not one of those kind of things where this goes on and on and on you know into the new year so i um i'm, I'm thinking that's pretty much uh, that, that's all the harvest that there is all the production that there is and so probably all the counting is going to be wrapped up too so yeah there may, there may be a, a little bit of trimming left but i'm not i'd be surprised if it was big now, that's all just a gut feeling you know We'll know when John, Nat, Nats will know when they know. John, Gerald here. You know, last year yeah. it seemed like they were ginning cotton in Kansas until like you know July. In May. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it was May. <laughs> I mean, it just, you don't see that happening this year, do you? No, no, no. I don't. Okay. I don't. Um, so I'll I'll chime in. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see anything else in the in the WASD, but uh, it, it seemed to me that the burning question at the end of last week, when some of us were mulling around in Austin at the Beltwide, the burning question was, you know, this this uh, what is the what's the where's the beef? What's the details underlying this phase one agreement? Now, obviously, obviously, ICE futures did its last, you know, kind of step up over seventy. Uh, in the wake of this phase one announcement and the Dow Jones, all the stock markets, the markets have liked it, but it, I'm, I'm just sitting here wondering, uh, is there room for a retrenchment just when the market looks around and says, what does this really mean? I mean, to me, the only really concrete thing about the phase one agreement is it's not going to get worse. We're not going to ratchet up the tariff levels that we have, for example, our tariffs on Chinese imported apparel. They're not going to get worse. But in terms of this, it seems very vague, this uh, this pledge on their part to buy 
40 or $50 billion worth of U.S. ag products when, in fact, they've never bought that level. So that, that seems to be the question that people are scratching their heads about. You know, and, and if the market decides there's really nothing concrete there, well, then that, that's how I could see us dipping back to, you know, 68 or 69. You know, you bring up a good point about the, the vagueness in this, and we've, I know we've been struggling with it. We've had our, uh, our Washington correspondent guy, I guess, representative, whatever, whatever title he has now, trying to trying to dig out details and there just aren't any and they 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 made very clear we don't want to make a lot of details available and even after it's signed we're going to keep this sort of under wraps as far as actual numbers and part of that i think is so that markets won't uh, act and react to things that because I, I i get the impression that some of these things are kind of uh uh it's not they're not going to say you've got to do X amount of cotton and X amount of beans. and It's kind of a vague deal. And we had a heck of a time trying to get to $40 billion. And finally, uh, we started recognizing that China, we think, is going to use some of the transshipments out of Hong Kong. And that could get you – we could only get to about $32 billion uh, at, at current prices when we did this work. And so if you include transshipments, you get just a little bit over $40 billion. But that, to your point, that is a really, really big number. So, yeah, there's some vagueness wrapped around it, and, and we did get confirmation, at least uh, the confirmation you can get that the, the, quote, year is going to start in January, so it's going to be backdated, you know, two weeks or whatever it is from when it's signed. So uh, but I think that's a valid point, but – I it sure seems both sides want to get this thing uh, get this thing going. And regardless of the actual numbers, I, I think that the deal is that they're going to be adding to their uh, to their U.S. purchases in a pretty big way. Away, what are your thoughts? Uh, well, I, my thoughts will go in different directions entirely. I've as the as, as group knows, I've not really thought a great deal about this tariff situation. I think it's uh, a lot of talk about the subject that's uh, played out already, and it's no big deal. And I've not, never been impressed that the tweets were important to the market. Uh, if they were, why is the Dow sitting at uh, record levels? Why did it continue to make record level after record level after record level? Why did cotton? Uh, make four eight-month highs last week. Uh, I, I think it's just been on people's minds so much. It's something that is uncertain to them that uh, uh, the, the industry's talked about it a great deal, but it's been, as far as the market's been concerned, it's been played out a long time. Uh, or played out for over a long time, and it's much ado about nothing now, but uh, certainly it is important to a number of people. Uh, the raw numbers themselves, I don't think, tend to be very important. John mentioned something that uh, uh, I personally am very disappointed on with respect to the administration and that that's never put a t- that they have never put a tariff on incoming textile products from China because that's where uh, the market has truly been hurt with uh, the U.S. consuming all the foreign cotton in the, in, in, in the front tail, uh, to the tune of uh, import Chinese cotton. Uh, I, I 
am more concerned about looking at the supply demand report and seeing that uh, all the major countries, save Brazil, are showing declines in carryover. And coupled with that, our what we see as major consuming countries uh, outside of the big producers, uh, it being Vietnam, Bangladesh, Indonesia, uh, I better take Indonesia out of that pool, uh, but seeing that their consumption is coming down, uh, it suggests to me that cotton is potentially losing market share faster than we had been, and that's my concern. Uh, we, it's difficult to have a bull market in, in the absence of demand, and uh, uh, while fundamentals are bullish, I think they're very limited because of the U.S. carryover still being at 5.4 and whether it's going to drop to 5.0 or go up to 5.7. I think that puts a cap on the price of December, and and that scares me. Nevertheless, I still, I like Gerald's 77-cent number, or uh, by all means not suggesting that's where we're going, but it would be my objective, too. Uh, and I think Kip and John both have discussed that in the past, so I, I'm still hanging on that on to that number. And I like the, I, I like uh, Gerald pointed out uh, in our discussions last week of the invert in July with Deck, I believe, and that uh, speaks well to me at least of uh, improving price for the for old crops. So uh, I, I, just focusing on those numbers are to, to me of. Uh, where we should be if we want to look at the false direction. Thank you. Any other thoughts? Well, I uh, one thing that hasn't been brought up today, and I think it's kind of important, is uh, we've talked about the fundamentals. One of the fundamentals, I guess it's really not a true fundamental, but I almost feel like it is sometimes. That's a spec position in the futures market. And uh, we have come off of record short position, that was several weeks ago, but uh, we, we've had a very short position, and now it's moved, uh, of course, to uh, uh, m- most are, are uh, I think all the positions are net long right now, barely. Uh, but there's a lot of room for these specs to to come into the market. It, I, I think it's notable that, that right now what we've seen with this market move is mostly short positions. They're covering their shorts. They really haven't made a dramatic move to the long side. And oftentimes, uh, it seems, I think there's been some uncertainty. I always mentioned this several times previously that about not that the deal is going to get done, but what does it mean or does it mean that much? I'm not sure the spec community is on board with that just yet. So I think there may be room for them to come in. They can give us a little extra boost that I'm not sure we uh, we fully incorporate. I, I wish I said that I did, but I really don't know how much that can impact the market. We still have some farmers selling, but I, I think we have to be careful and not underestimate the impact of a quick move by the, uh, the spec community to go long. And, and so that, that provides a little, for me a little bit of, of, of potential excitement to the upside. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I, in the short run here, I'm wondering, or I'm, I'm thinking, Kip, with you, I, I think that uh, it, 
you know, kind of the the phase one thing probably was the last straw for any of those remaining hedge fund shorts because again, there's the clear cut thing. It's not going to get any worse. So why are you why are you betting on you know a downtrend anymore? Uh, but then I don't really see the argument, at least for a while, I don't really see the argument for building a a, a bullish. Uh, I don't see a bullish picture for them to to go long on you know, until we get to later in the spring. Or, you know, there's the normal springtime volatility, and you know, if we get into a weather type market and there's a question about acres and it, and it's dry, you know, those are the kind of things that. Uh, the hedge fund guys can start to have these little volatile upward spikes in their net long position and pull the market up with it. I, I fully expect that to happen, but that's kind of a later phenomenon. Well, I, I don't think we're going to get to that 77 cent level in the market. I have some time for these specs are coming. And as far as why I think specs are coming now, if you look over the last two weeks or look the last month or so, uh, I think it shows that cotton has outperformed all the other markets. So consequently, I think specs are just uh, getting ready to start jumping over the cliff just so they get into the cotton market. It's, it's just performing better than the other markets. Uh, right. And and there there is so much spec money out there right now. And and the way cotton is performing currently, it's it's got to go somewhere, and cotton don't get its share now. I may be totally incorrect, but I am. I'm like like y'all all stated. I think Gerald, you mentioned John, you mentioned Kip, you mentioned it. Uh, we 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 and and I have I wrote about it yesterday. We may be talking ourselves into a box where the market absolutely has to retrench, sit back, uh, save just a little bit because we're talking about it so much, but. Uh, I, I too think we need to just slow down uh, and and then get ready to charge again. We need to we need to somehow or another be able to collect this demand that's out there now, fill some of those orders so we can build a for a stronger price base. I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm searching. <laughs> no, I think you're right you away. We, um, I, I want to bring this up. Farmers seem to ask, you know, are asking the question, and it's obvious, how high can we go? And and the other question is, what do I do with this cotton I'm holding? And and any any specific thoughts on that uh, for for what farmers should do? Uh, Pat, I thought I heard my name mentioned. Were you asking me that or the group that? I'm asking you, yeah, asking oh, you, but okay. anybody can contribute to well, that. Well, you know, I'm just, I, I'm learning from these, these guys we talk or see each other meetings and talk. Uh, I, I, I find it difficult to think that December is going to go above 77 cents, period. Now, we can come up with some weather scenarios and these sorts of things that will take it above that, but I don't see that happen, uh, happening. Uh, I, I think we're that that gets to the high. I uh, finally bit the bullet yesterday and uh, suggested to growers that they become very aggressive at seventy four and a half cents uh, December. My thought, as I said, that is, am I expecting too much? Well, with what uh, 
shift two cents from that now, basically, or almost. So uh, that's not expecting a whole lot. But uh, uh, I want to grow us to be aggressive between 74 and a half, 75 and a half. As far as the the current crop, I think probably we get back up above and get a close below 72 cents. I think we go in with 5, 10, 15 percent of what we have left and probably take another 10% on uh, any, any, any 75 to 100-point move higher. <clears throat> oh, wait, John, Kip, uh, the, uh, I was just sitting here thinking about the planning intention survey, you know, that comes out at the end of March. You know, cotton grower came out with, you know, down 12%. You know, new crop December is, is is going like gangbusters, and and when you just look at it compared to uh, uh, soybeans or corn, you know that ratio moves in cotton's favor every day. It seems like, you know, we may <clears throat> we may get up to, you know, seventy five cents plus, even might even get close to seventy seven cents, and find out that you know acreage is no different than it was this year. I don't know how, you know, I don't know what guys have decided they're going to do. But, I mean, think about it. You know, when at planning time last year, we were basically at, you know, 76 to 78 cents, if if I remember right. Um, So, you know, I don't know why, you know, planning intentions would be a whole whole lot different than actual planning this year if, if, if if we're at that 77 cent level prior to uh, uh, the planning intention survey. So, you know, the only thing that's going to drive that differently as we move forward then, as always said, is going to be weather concerns then. So <clears throat> I think I think a guy ought to have, a, as long as we're moving up, a guy ought to have a pretty good, decent chunk of his stuff priced uh, prior to the planning intention survey. <laughs> I think it's a very good point. Uh, I know that prior to uh, this little market move in December, we were uh, I think nine point two, call it ten percent down on the uh, on planning intention for. Uh, and then with with this market change, I think we're looking more at four or five percent down. I think your point is is just spot on that we may wind up with a uh, depending on what the other markets do, we may wind up with a near unchanged kind of kind of acreage number, which is uh, unless we get some kind of, of demand catalyst out there, you got to just, just wonder how uh, how strong it can be without a, without a weather event. So uh, I, I think you bring a good point about the, uh, the acreage. I think it's going to be more important maybe in the short term than a lot of people are talking about because we could get a, we could get a whole lot more acres out there intended to be planted than one would think at 72 cents. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. The the, the acreage picture has changed a, a bunch uh, just based on relative prices month by month, you know, all during the fall. And anecdotally, um, you know, I've talked to some folks in Oklahoma, Kansas, the northern panhandle where, you know, those those people have recently gone to cotton and but they had a bad production experience in 2019. Well, all the anecdotal uh, evidence I've heard from them is um, they're they're not shy about. Uh, I, I think cotton is is still you know 
they're responding to rational economic thinking looking forward they're not looking backward so we we may have you know all that stuff that was planted last in the last couple of years that trend may continue in the northern the new territory uh, you know february in the insurance prices you know in in february of 2017 cotton was 74 cents february of 18 7582 um 2019, I believe, I, I think I had 73.40, um, which seems, uh, for the end of February, which, which seems rather crazy, but, uh, I mean, we're basically there where we were, you know, a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any Any final comments before we wrap it up? Well, I like the market. I have to say that. I hope, hopefully, my comments uh, uh, indicated that liking it, meaning, meaning like thinking we're going to see higher prices. But uh, you know, at this time of year, we like to think, well, we're going to see higher prices, and, and we don't see a price high. Or at least I don't. I don't necessarily see a price high. I just keep wanting to adjust my estimate higher. But I'm I'm, I'm quite concerned about getting. Anything above seventy-seven cents or seventy-six cents, whatever, uh, in the absence of, of what we can't discuss or don't have the ability to discuss—that being weather—who knows what that's going to be? But uh, it, it, I think it'd be difficult for demand to, to change that much in this particular crop here. Uh, and, and, and again, to me, and, and I need an answer. Uh, some, some some of y'all need to soothe me and give me an answer on on, on what's difficult for all of us. Why are we seeing uh, consumption declines or month on month? Seems like USDA has given us declines in in Vietnam and Bangladesh. Uh, are we losing textile business more and more to polyester, or what's what what's going on in those those consuming countries? And and that's what is in the back of my mind as I start trying to figure out what, what a price high might be. So that's why I'm just very constrained in my mind above 77 cents. That's a good point, Oway. Um, the, uh, right now, you know, it, it's funny. I, we really can't pinpoint why this market is moving as, as strong as it is right now. Yeah, we can sit there and talk about the phase one you know we can talk about there's a lot of money sloshing around but we don't really have a good handle on it and maybe that's maybe that's the best reason to be friendly at all because we don't have a good explanation you know I sure as heck hope that uh, once the phase one is signed you know it's not the ultimate you know uh, buy the rumor sell the facts sort of thing and and the, and the market just decides to you know call it uh, call it a day and go back down. But uh, you know, in terms of as always, says capturing the demand. You know, we do need a correction to capture some some demand. Uh, I, I think we're losing it right in here. Uh, that guys were complaining the other day that the, the mills were just, uh, you know, their physical prices are starting to like not move up any higher, and so the the country basis is, is starting to drop a little bit, and that that's not particularly bullish from a demand standpoint. So I think uh, 
I think we're getting close. It's close to a point to where you know you've got to be very uh, uh, mindful of, of what's going on all the time. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up, Gerald. Thanks for. Uh, being our leader today and discussing the cotton market, we appreciate that. Uh, thanks to our cotton panel for being with us on this day, January the 13th. Uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us and, and uh, hope you have a good day. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank Pat. you. Bye. Thanks, Pat.